Um, even though I was also running, but they were on each other's shoulders. So that's a formidable crashing. That, that's not going to end well. No, like no. I don't care who you are. If you're no, if you're on somebody else's shoulders in a grocery store running, right? I mean, this is like a chicken fight situation against yeah. a person on the ground, essentially. Like the, just the height differential, yeah. not okay. So no. yeah, I lost huh. that one. Yeah, <laughs> well. the milk was intact though. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now. Welcome to Mental Health Moment. Yeah, welcome to Mental Health Moment, guys. I'm Emily. I'm Lara. And tonight is the Ooh, We're going to talk about some things. We are going to talk about some things. So I feel like it's kind of been like a lot of foreplay building up to this episode. <laughs> yep. Just going to use that. I just feel like of all the ch- word choices for this particular episode, that's not the one I would have gone with, but sure, well, sure. You know. Yeah. We've teased about breaking up with your therapist. And tonight... We're going to, we're going to walk you through it. Mm -hmm. it. We're going to do it. (laughs) Sure, sure. Yep. We'll just continue. Yeah. Let's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, to prepare for this, you know, we, Mm. we did some Googles. Naturally. Because that's what we do. Yep. And one of the articles that really uh, summarized the process of breaking up with your therapist or ending the therapeutic alliance or ending the therapeutic relationship. Ending the therapeutic alliance sounds like superheroes got in a fight and don't want to, like, summon each other's calls. Like, they see the bat signal and they're like, no longer will I go. I am Robin. I'm flying solo. Like, it's just... But yes, how to end it. Um, How about ending the therapeutic relationship? There you go. Yes. Because I mean, I... Let's let's just say the therapeutic alliance. We always just kind of want that there, right? Just in, in case. case listen, yeah, you are like, you're um you're just taking a permanent ish break, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because it's one-sided, you as the client get to decide exactly how mm-hmm. permanent that will be. Right. Right. Because if, truly, if something I bad happens... I love both of us with, like, kind of attachment issues that we both uh, like, like, kind listen, of clingy people. Like, let's hedge it. You don't know. Let's start with breaking up. Like, you know, um, if you want, but you don't have to. And, like, you can always just go. And you can always just go back because you kind of own the relationship entirely because... But, no, seriously, sometimes you really do need to be done. Like, I, I really have been done since I did this. It's a rough go, though. Yeah. It's really rough. And, you know, I don't... It's talked about a little bit in grad mm-hmm. school, at least my grad school experience. I'm sure other programs, they talk about it a lot more. But mm-hmm. in my grad school experience, it wasn't really talked about a whole lot. Hmm. Um, I mean, they just gave you pointers like, yeah, make sure to talk about, like, this isn't a forever thing. And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. And then, like, that was kind of it. And yeah. Like, okay. Cool. Okay. And then I worked in a, um, my first kind of gig for a while was working with a population who didn't really like to be to therapy. So like court ordered kind of individuals. So, um, breaking up wasn't that hard to do. (laughs) No, cause they like weren't in it and they were just like, peace out, I'm done. And they just stopped showing up and it's like, okay. "Okay." So I never actually had to learn how to break up. Hmm. I'd never had to learn how to end the therapeutic relationship in a healthy, good way. Huh. Um, 
And so I'm terrible at it. Yeah. I, and you know, I'm sitting here thinking like, I've only ever had two boyfriends and I married one of them. So I'm really bad at like ending things. In, I have friendships from like six yeah. that are still like, I don't, I don't end things. Yeah. I am very like, we're in it for life. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So it's. It is kind of a rough thing to do, especially because your therapist by the end of it has become like your Jiminy Cricket in your head. Right. Who you rely on to like explain life to you. No, no small feet, you know? Right. right. So like, it's kind of, oh, I don't... Oh, little grasshopper, let us... Right. Like, let me just explain some words to me so I can function. So letting go of that is a little bit like you let go of a security blanket and you're like, no, I, I know all the things. Well, I don't know all the things, but I know enough things that I could probably mm-hmm. handle this on my own. And right. so it's a real like leap of faith in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing for probably the client in many ways, because yes. if you're ready to be done, you're probably in a really good place. Yeah. But it's still just like really awkward and mm-hmm. super painful. So right. yeah. Well, psychcentral.com, yeah. mm-hmm. they had 10 tips. Yes. Which and we didn't do any of them and ne- neither, it sounds like you don't really hit these. Right. I, mean, <laughs> I think I've gotten better at ending things with sure. clients, but I still find myself like, no, you can just be my client for life. Like whenever you want, like just whatever. Because I really like my clients. Wait, it's hard not to, like, get attached to people. Yeah. So, for all those clinicians out there uh, who may hear what I'm saying and Mm -hmm. they're like, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. About that. Also, on the flip side, for the clients out there. Right. You know, there is a process and it is is a, a very in tune, like, detailed process of how things should go down. Yeah. I actually had found this article and I, before, like before I ended things, I was like, I tried to do one of them. I tried to do, I tried to bring it up early ish, probably like, um, three before I was going to be done. So that's not terribly early, um, but still tried to, but I think it's so awkward for both parties because well, we get, we should get into that. Maybe yeah. we'll do the first. We'll okay. do the ten tips first, and then we'll discuss like what gets in the way of executing this perfectly. Because right. so uh, the first one is understanding the process, mm. and that should be initiated by either client or clinician. Okay, preferably I would say clinician. Really, and okay. I think that the clinician and I, as I'm saying this, I'm like oh, I need to actually do that in my <laughs> own practice. Yeah. But the clinician should just kind of go over, I would say, at intake and just say, you know, this isn't a forever thing. Right. What are your treatment goals? Let's make sure we're going to hit those treatment goals. Mm-hmm. And then we evaluate where you're at from there. Right. I would say, I mean, I don't know. Like, if the clinician started that out with you, would that have gone differently? I wonder. I think, because um, I've I've tried multiple therapists. Um, some people are determined to be short-term, because yes. that's their... Modality. Yeah, that's their modality, and that's great for some things. And so, if you're presenting with something that you're like, oh, no, I want to, like, redo my life, maybe that's that would be a little off-putting, but I think it is good to say, here are my goals. And I think, uh, actually my therapist did do that part of it. But the problem was, is sometimes I'd be like, okay, so how do I know when I'm done? And he's like, when you feel like you don't have any more things to talk about that relate to that problem you were trying to fix. And my problems were a little too big. Like you're never, here's the thing. You're never actually going to solve your life. So if your goal in therapy is like, let's solve my life. Um, you will be in therapy forever. Right. You, you could. Um, and so maybe during that process, you 
say, you know, realistically, how, what are the measuring tools that you'll know, like the barometers, what am I looking for? The benchmarks that you'll be able there to be, go. there we go, third tense of charm, um, to know that you've met your goals and that it's time to move on. And so mm-hmm. we kind of did that. So I had those in mind and that's actually kind of how I knew I was done. So yeah, yeah, that, that's probably a good one. I guess we kind of did that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, occasionally I do that again, I need to do this more often, but even, you know, when we're reviewing treatment goals and like, okay, well, how are you doing on managing depression or how is it for you? Like engaging where are we at? Um, yeah, that's something good to know. The second tip from psychcentral.com mm-hmm. is bring it up early. Um, as far as 10 to 12 sessions before the end, that takes a lot of foresight. I think yeah. perhaps, uh-huh. um, but okay, sure, 10 to 12. And I think some modalities, like you were saying, some modalities allow for that. Yeah. You know, like um, if we were to do like a short-term therapy mod- mm-hmm. modality um, or like... I need to get over my fear of spiders. That, right. you can probably do that in like a and handful of like weeks. Here is the process, <laughs> right? Like, you're, it's going to suck and you're going to have to do exposure therapy, but you're going to get over your fear of spiders right. in a... It's a time-limited goal, so you right. would probably know, yeah. Whereas like... Um, identifying how to get over your childhood stuff. Why? Well, that's a little more involved. That's a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with the bring it up early, I think that again, if you brought it up at like intake, like, Hey, therapy's not a forever thing, but right. let's just make sure we're both ready for it. Mm-hmm. That would work. Um, okay. The third one, pick a final session date. Huh. That seems okay. So I would, I would modify number two and say, as soon as you realize, hey, I'm actually meeting these goals, and I think you, it takes a lot of like self honesty. Like, I think yes. I could actually do some of this on my own, because um, the instinct would be like, yeah, but I don't want to let go of my therapist, and so I don't want to say that I'm like doing really great, blah blah blah. But no, be honest. Like, if you really think you can do these things on your own, you when you start to realize it, maybe that's when you say it, even if it's only like four weeks away. And then it's much easier to pick the end date when you're like, okay, I'm going to try it out for another month and make sure or two months or whatever, if you're not going weekly. And so you like pick it based on that, like, okay, I'm going to, you know, do a little bit of experimenting to make sure I really can do this. And then I'll set my date and then it can be very, I like a scientific process and that feels like very scientific to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually kind of see that happen the most. Okay. Um, just in my practice with, with my people, like we'll kind of go like, from every week to then every other week mm-hmm. and then you taper out. Okay. Well, let's see what happens at a month. Yeah. And then we'll reevaluate and then, right. okay, let's see what happens at six weeks. Yeah. And then, we're, you know, and so, and usually by a month, like, yeah, but then I they think, ghost you, don't they? They can. I think that increases the risk. Cause then they'll be like, okay, but then if I keep checking in like super sporadically, it's just going to be really painful. So rather than do that. So We'll get to this, but don't ghost also as a side thing. It's yeah. kind of rude because we're going to talk about why in the other tips, right. but yes, pick a final date and you can taper it out, right? Yeah. You can either taper it out or you can have the final, like, okay, okay we're doing this August 18th. Like, mm-hmm. bam, this is happening or whatever. Yeah. Um, but also just knowing like, even though you've picked the final date, life happens and oh, be yeah. flexible with that. Yeah. Something that's always the good thing is your security blanket. You may be ready to let it go, but like if something terrible happens, no one's going to judge you to pick that blanket back exactly. up. Exactly. Like, like, listen, <laughs> sometimes you just, you know, yeah. you gotta use blanket. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the fourth one is let it out. <clears throat> Definitely did not do that for sure. Not. 
No. Uh, because therapy is a relationship in itself. Yep. And so deciding to end therapy, there's going to be a lot of stuff. Oh, gosh. Up. Just about terminating uh-huh. therapy. Like, it's like, okay, so I'm really feeling anxious. I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling worried. I'm feeling... Um, I felt really dumb and embarrassed because I was like, oh, wow, I'm actually super attached to this person. That snuck up on me. Yeah. Um, And so you feel kind of dumb because then you're also where like, okay, we talked about this in, did we talk about this in another episode where I was like, it's hard because as the, um, I wanted to say patient, the client, whatever, um, you think, well, this is like my therapist. That's a super big deal. Mm -hmm. You're like their Tuesday at 10 or whatever. Like that's Mm -hmm. less big deal. So it's like, I was really pissed off by the inequity of the termination because I was like, wait a excuse me, I'm not, hey, like, I don't like being the more vulnerable person. So I was just real pouty about, like, no, yeah. it's fine, whatever. So my session was very much like, um, no, so this I'm is good. fine, I'm good. It's like, good. bye, yeah. ha, goodbye. <laughs> I don't need this. Um, it's fine. I, I, like, I'm doing super great. And like, I, I don't need you, but you need me. Ha, 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 lies, lies, lies. Um, in fact, even leading up to it, I was like super in denial about it. I was like, oh, it's like, I'm doing really well. It's going to be great. I can move on for this. And then I can dedicate more attention to all these other things in my life. Cause blah, blah, blah. And then right before, um, like that weekend, previous to terminating, I was like, I'm, I feel really like low. I wonder why that is. Isn't that weird? I just feel sad for no explainable reason. <laughs> and it was like, um, that was feelings trying to escape. Uh-huh. Um, like, but oh, I, hey, Oh, Hey, like, Hey, kind of like it's happening. Therapy. But, um, it wasn't until after that I was like, Oh no, this person means a lot to me. So I, I think if you could accept that those feelings are normal because, mm-hmm. As it turns out, from what I've heard from other people, that's exactly how most uh, clients feel. Yeah. So it would probably help to be like, yeah, that's a, that's normal. You don't have to repress your feelings. You can actually just feel right. them. Right. And, like, let that out if you need to. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so in a separate category, but I think this is kind of tied. So tip number five mm-hmm. is anger and anxiety are yep. normal. Super normal. So just realizing like, okay, with all those other emotions, like uh-huh. the attachment stuff and the sadness and the vulnerability. You might be mad at your therapist too for yeah. being like, well, I don't need you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Or anxious. Like, I don't, I don't think I can really do this. I'm actually not sure. Just kidding. I mean, you know, Let's do therapy forever. Just kidding. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And I kind of hate you, but I don't, but I, but do. I don't, but like I also, yes. Yeah. 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 Super mm-hmm. awkward. Mm-hmm. So all those emotions that you're feeling, if you're thinking like, Hey, I'm, I'm pretty in a good stable place. I'm ready to kind of, yeah. it's normal. It doesn't mean you're not ready uh-huh. to end the therapeutic relationship. It's more like, Oh, I have had this good experience. Mm-hmm. It's been positive And it's hard to it let a good thing go. Like yeah. it's hard to, especially if you're in control of it. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Like right. it's a little counterintuitive to be like, "Oh, this thing that's made me feel like really secure and grounded for however long, I'm going to let that go now. I'm going to go take risks myself by myself." Cool, right. cool, cool. Yeah, it makes sense that it would be a little daunting, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, number six, and I think this just goes into that, um, making sure that you have the right therapist anyway, so you can ask questions. Yes. So, and the biggest question is, well, what if I'm not ready? Mm-hmm. I mean, that can be almost a whole session about like, well, let's talk about like, right. what would happen if you're not ready or setting up a plan for like, if you relapse in some behaviors or, right. 
you know, what are the steps you can take steps and, and yeah. making sure you feel solid in your coping skills mm-hmm. and that you have your toolbox and that it is f- as full as you need mm-hmm. it to be. Yeah. That could definitely be a whole session by itself. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Tip number seven, knowing if you're not ready. Yeah. So what if this is for people who are maybe prematurely trying to cut the cord? Mm-hmm. Or okay. maybe the therapist is like, okay, we've done our 10 sessions. Bye. Or like oh, a lot right. of times, um, insurance will just say, hey, you have 12 sessions. Enjoy. Good job. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so you can work that out. Be like <laughs> session 11. They're like, um, I'm like not ready. So super struggling. Right. What so, do you do? That one's tricky. So, I mean, there's always, you know, asking insurance to extend services mm-hmm. and ask for more. And if the person's having significant stressors, still, you usually can justify it yeah. in, you know, like, yes, this person needs extra therapy and this is why, and this is our treatment plan, etc. Yeah. Um, so that happens. Uh, sometimes when insurance is just being insurance, How insurance? <laughs> um, yeah. and we can't do more services and maybe financially they can't afford other sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, we set them up with more of like a non-prof place or a sliding scale place and we transition to another therapist. Oh, wow. Um, that's not ideal. No. At all. No, because um, you don't get to just like transfer your attachment to a new person automatically. Right. That blows. Yeah. yeah. Harsh realities, which is probably why if you know it's 12, having those earlier steps of like picking, you know, your final ses- session date, you know, mm-hmm. like building up to it. So it's not like a surprise right. or it doesn't like... It's not just cold turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. rough. So, like right now, I, I have um, EAPs, so Employee Assistance Program. So, mm. uh, different companies will offer their their or their people like oh Bloomquist Hale. Like everyone that mm-hmm. I know has some sort of access to Bloomquist Hale. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So you go and you talk to them, and they say, yeah, you can go see a therapist for four sessions for free. Uh-huh. Like it won't affect your benefits. It'll just be like your thing. You know yep. that. Uh, and so. I think in that realm, that's very easy to just from the get go. Okay. We have four sessions and it really is that short term. Like what fire do we need to put out? Right. We can't explore the childhood uh-uh. stuff. We can't go into this. We can't go into that. But, but let's just maybe we can get you sleeping. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Let's yep, kind of yep. get quick and dirty and let's figure out some solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And if you're not ready, then we look into options. What yep. are your insurance benefits outside of the EAP? Right. Um, is there somebody that can maybe help you pay for therapy? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you go to a clinic who does sliding scale or free therapy for certain people? Do you want to know a fun thing that I'm going to throw out as a lawyer? Yes. So you should check your insurance benefits and make sure that your physical medical benefits are being matched in your mental health section. If you get 22 sessions of physical therapy, but only 12 sessions for mental health therapy, there's an argument to be made that they're not abiding by the Mental Health Parity Act, I think, of 2008. Or something. Uh, Google that crap. I think it was amended in 2012. It has to be equal. You have to give mental health benefits the same weight as medical benefits. And usually they try and do similar-ish type benefits. So you really aren't allowed to um, do less for mental health than you would. So like if you have to go to a residential rehab for when you break your leg, 
you have to be able to go to a residential mental health facility if you're at that level of care. Does that make sense? Yeah. So check your benefits and be like, these numbers are not the same. Google that act. I really can't remember the year because I haven't done insurance law in a while. Um, and throw that act into your appeal letter for certain. And they might be like, oh crap, they know about that. Darn it. We actually have to cover these things the same way. And you might be able to get a little bit extra sessions that way. So good to know. Pro tip. That is a fun thing. That's like a life hack. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Great. The next one, this is called tip number eight is it's your termination or your final session. It's done face to face. This is where you can't just ghost out. Don't ghost you guys. Right. Come on. Such a millennial thing to do. And I say that (laughs) as a millennial, like don't just ghost somebody you care about. Gosh. So I can see the temptation though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially if like all those other steps haven't really been followed or especially if maybe you've resolved a lot of stuff, but maybe you still don't really handle confrontation well or like... Or feelings. Feelings Mm -hmm. well. Or you feel really dumb about number five, anger and anxiety. So like, yeah, you don't want to go because you're like, I don't want to feel anxious and angry. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, human behavior is that whole point of like... Well, if I can avoid this uncomfortable I'm situation... I'm going to, for sure. I'm like, going to avoid why it. Why would I... Yeah. Um, it's probably really good. I have did not do that, um, and I feel like most people don't. They don't have that session where like they let it out, and they get their closure. Mm-hmm. Mine was super weird, which is the next one. The yeah. final session is never normal. Um, oh, I've had the most... The weirdest... Oh, and you're going to see like such a different side of your therapist... Because yeah. they're going to feel uncomfortable, too. And you're like, oh, this is interesting. I've never seen you this uncomfortable in my <laughs> whole time with you. Like, uh, it was so weird. It was yeah. really, really weird. And then I sad. Mean, you know, I, I can recall a few really awesome kind of endings where yeah. I'm just like, you know, I'm so great. glad that we're in this place and you've worked so hard. And, yeah. da, 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 da. Mm. and then I also can recall where, like... I couldn't really say words. My sentences were jumbled. I sounded like I was intoxicated. Right. And I was just like, duh. Yeah. And you talk about random things. I yes. talked about the most random things because you don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. You're just filling space. Oh, gosh. I remember my therapist kind of joking because I was like, this is weird. This is super weird. And then we would talk about something else. I was like, yeah, this is weird. He's like, let's see how many times we can say that it's weird. And I was like, don't tease me right now. I will hit you. Like, <laughs> but it was. It was just like we were talking in circles because we didn't know how to do it normal. Right. And yeah, there's no way to do it normal. It's going to so, be really weird. Yeah. Well, because everybody kind of has to has their own way of ending things. And then yeah. you get two people who end things differently in the same room. And you're like, cool. Okay. So we're ending. Hi. Um, <laughs> typically, or things that recommend, is that's the time to make sure that you have all your stuff in place to be successful. So yeah. your relapse prevention stuff, your mm-hmm. coping skills, like, okay, how are you going to be prepared for, let's say, wintertime is really, really hard for you in your depression. Okay, okay so yeah. let's make sure that what are your skills, what are you going to utilize, um, what's your self-care plan, mm-hmm. who are you going to go to if you get low on meds? Like, I mean, making sure all these things are in place so that you feel like your plan is super solid and it also reassures you like yeah hey you've done the work like yeah. you know your stuff you're good you got this the best part about ending therapy is that you after the incredibly even if you have a really awkward ending the incredibly awkward ending you don't remember that you remember all of like the little tidbits of wisdom that 
come to my brain the same way my dad always is saying, uh, don't lean on that. It's not designed to sustain your weight. And we joke about it all the time. Cause why is he obsessed with like how much weight a table can take or like a whatever the same way that whenever I lean on something, I'm like, is this designed to sustain my weight? Uh, I'll do something and I'll hear my therapist voice being like, Oh, what do you get out of being da-da? or like, like have just like little tidbits of knowledge. And I'm like, stop haunting me except for <laughs> never stop haunting me because like, it's really helpful to be like, Oh, I know what he would say in this situation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he really does become part of your Jiminy Cricket for life. So that's, that's good is it's, it's not over in that sense. Like you carry the wisdom with you hopefully forever. So you don't keep relapsing. And so that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that final one. So, so I mean, never normal. That's number nine final session. Never going to be normal. That's okay. Yeah. And I would hope that at that point, you and your therapist have that relationship that you know your therapist is superhuman. Right. Like, like, oh yeah, I know you're like an awkward person and like you hate to wear shoes, which I do, you know, like all these things. Right. And so it's, it's okay. I hate to wear shoes too. It's like yeah. a foot prison. But anyway, yes. Hopefully by that point you can be honest and like, like you can well, have a little cry if you wanted to. Right. It'd be great. And maybe. And yeah. you know, if the clinician cries too, that's okay. It's fine. Cause you know, it really is a loss for them too. Yeah. This is what I'm gathering. Um, and if you're not in that place because you are too emotionally stunted, because I not in, I think I'd have to be in therapy for a million years before I could be that way with a therapist. You can write something nice to them later because I can't. I can't do feelings mm-hmm. in front certain feelings in front of anybody, so it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but like that's part of closure. If you need to say a nice note later because you can't say it to their face, make sure you say it though because it's going to get in the way of closure if you don't mm-hmm. say like something, the positive thing that you couldn't say in person. Right. Because feelings are terrible. So why, <laughs> why would you do that? I mean, <laughs> awesome. Feelings are awesome. awesome. Feelings are great. So, um, we love therapy. I love it. So much. I love and then the final tip from Psych Central is uh-huh. termination is not the end. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you said that you've seen kind of multiple therapists kind of throughout your history and mm-hmm. your journey and stuff. And so knowing that, you know, so one thing ends with the therapist mm-hmm. and, then maybe down the road, some other stressors come up and you're like, yeah, I'd just like to get somebody else's feedback on it. Uh-huh. And so you have that option to really like delve into the therapy world again. Right. Right. Cause it's some so people cool. are like my last, my main therapist, which was really my, my first therapist. Cause I'd tried to one other person one time, one session. I don't really count that person. They weren't bad. I just thought I'd eat them alive. So I was like, I'm not going to damage you by right. being your client. So, but my real therapist was you like, you listen, like, I already know you're going to cry. Okay. So like, I'm not going to do this. Um, my real therapist, uh, like helped me change a lot of big things in my life. Since then I've sought help specifically on a sleep issue, a mm-hmm. lingering sleep, sleep issue. And that's when I've tried out multiple other people being like, do you know about this? Can you help me with this? Like, I, I don't think you can Bye. And then I finally found one who's like helping me with that. So there's yeah. no harm in that mm-hmm. doing that either. Um, I'll be honest. Sometimes I think it's weird <laughs> that, um, people cycle through lots of therapists. I think if you really like someone, it's okay to go back to them too. Theoretically, mm-hmm. if I needed to, I could go back to the main therapist. Is that weird? Do people do that? Do people go back to their therapist? To the main one? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that happens a lot. Okay. Just because, yeah. I mean, I think with a lot of people, that kind of comes down to, okay, this person already knows my story. Right. And I already know that I get along with them. Why would you forge a new? 
And so yeah. if you're just like, it was a positive experience at first, yes. things went well at first, like I was able to get to a really good place mm-hmm. and we gelled, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you go back? Right, right. So yeah. don't be afraid of like being a, I mean, you don't change your primary care physician all the time, do you? I mean, right. maybe you do. I don't know your insurance life, but like, like people usually like their person. There are people right. who are like, oh, I, I'm now my kids go to my pediatrician. I liked mm-hmm. them so much. Like you don't. It's okay to be attached to somebody. It's yes. fine. Yes. Yeah. And I think uh, with that attachment, it, it gets in that place of making sure it's that healthy attachment. And yeah. that, I think, is also up to the clinician to make sure it's that healthy sure, sure. attachment, too, of just like, okay, let's make sure that this stays healthy. And let's, if you're good, then why do we keep pushing it into more sessions when it doesn't Yeah. Yeah. Um, no codependence. Right. Or whatever. Right. I'm using words like I know what they mean. <laughs> Sounded right, but I don't know. <laughs> so, I think we can make that work. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, I think a couple maybe situations that may not really be applicable to the termination process uh-huh. is like one is um, if you have if you are severely and persistently mentally ill. So okay. if you have some chronic mental illness or chronic mental health problems problems going on. Yeah. You may have like therapist for life kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And you know what? No shade in that. The same way that you don't randomly get over diabetes. Right. You keep taking your medicine forever. Like right. you got to. That's okay. And so it's like so and I think that's where the difference comes in. It's like there's so there's this termination process that really works well for people who are going through kind of significant stressors and they're like, okay, let me just get my game back on, Mm -hmm. get my plan together, and then I'm good for a while. Mm -hmm. And then there's kind of that more persistent chronic stuff that it's like, oh, dude. This is going to take some time. This is going to be some time. Yeah. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not a bad thing at all. Right. Um, You probably shouldn't terminate just because you're pissed. That's probably, you should have that conversation out. Yeah. You should probably have that out. That's probably not a good time to be later days. The therapist may not have known that they pissed you off. Yep. Or maybe the therapist had a reason to piss you off. Mm. Because maybe it was triggery. <laughs> maybe they're trying to actually get you to look at certain things. Yep. So don't that always. Conversation. Yeah, don't always bail. Don't bail just because um, it's supposed to be challenging, right? So, right. like, if you if you are mad or whatever, that's a good time to voice it. If you're feeling challenged, don't give up quite yet. You you know, the, we're talking about a very specific time when you realize you've reached your goals. And you, you know, in your heart of hearts that you could probably do this on your own and it's time to mm-hmm. try that. Cause it's, they're supposed to get you to a place where you can do things by yeah. yourself. They're not trying to hold you down. Mm-hmm. Like that's not yeah. their job. And if therapy becomes hindering instead of helping, mm. then it's time to evaluate. Yep. Okay. Is this, is it, is it time to go? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is, we're talking about it in a very like, I don't know like matter of fact and right. kind of scientific way it, it like i'm not kidding it blows i was sad for a really like for a while okay yeah it's not it's not just like i don't know i don't really know how to describe it because you don't it's not the same as like when your friend moved away or whatever it's a totally it's its own thing mm-hmm. you know yeah so i can't really it is, compare it it to is a completely different relationship and really not a whole lot of relationships in like the real world like no. mimic that at all people don't like, even a lot of your closest friends may not all know all of your secrets the way your therapist does. That is huge. Mm-hmm. And I think another yeah. part is, like, like you said earlier, it's like, if things are going really well, it's not like you're like, 
okay, good, we're going to stop. Now. Right. Like, I, I love ending great things. Right. I so love it's it. Like, it's very like counterintuitive. Marriage. You know, you have a really good marriage, and you're like, cool, we're going to stop this now yeah. before things kind of go sour. Before, like, I get too attached. So, no, you don't do that in other relationships. You don't say, this has been so helpful to me. I've grown as a person. You've changed the way I look at life. Bye and forever. Jeez. <laughs> no, it's very, it's okay to be really sad about it. Um, because it's, it is kind of sad. You lose something big. And then even when I said earlier about like, well, you carry the things they say with you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you do with dead people. Like it's, <laughs> it's really sad. Like they're never really gone. Like it's, it's, it feels very significant. It's obviously not death. It's not that level, but it can feel like it's a pretty big, big impact on your I mean, life. It, you know, I think it can be kind of just like compared to obviously not literally, deaths, but, right. but like the death of the relationship. Yeah. It freaking sucks. And remind everyone again, therapists are also saddened by this because it really yes. does feel like, oh shoot, now they have to fill their 10 o'clock or whatever. Right. And for you, it's like, I lost my like compass in life. Now I'm lost <laughs> in the, at sea essentially. I oh. think it's just kind of this like mixed feeling for therapists too. Yeah. You know, it's this, oh my gosh, I am so happy that they're doing so well. And like, yes, they awesome. got this. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's like, Oh, my person, like, I, I don't get to, like, keep tabs I like on them. them. Yeah. You know? It's going to be a bummer to not hear their very strange stories or whatever. Right. You know, whatever. I think I offered a lot of great strange stories. So, <laughs> yeah. I hope my therapist is like, oh, rats. Won't get to hear those anymore. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, mm-hmm. it's okay yeah. to be sad. It's, it's a okay weird to process. be sad, it's, mm-hmm. and it's okay to just be weird, because we'll just accept that it's weird. Yep, accept it. Yeah. So, um, we just want to thank you guys for listening (laughs) and um, we'd like to thank Jonathan Colton for our music and please remember to follow us on the gram or Mm -hmm. Insta, however you say it. Mm -hmm. However you identify. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Follow us on Facebook at Mental Health (laughs) Moment and uh, we'll see you next week. Yes. Bye. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now Right now